This is Mario Andretti, and you are listening to Below the Yellow Line. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Below the Yellow Line podcast. We had the man that we have on with us on in what September, I think it was. It was a while ago, whenever it was, or it seems like it to me. But now that the offseason is winding down, the NASCAR season, the Arkham Menard Series season is about to start back up. I thought we'd have him back on to preview probably one of the biggest races of his career. Ryan, congratulations. You, my friend, are running Daytona. How does it feel to know that you're going to run on those two-and-a-half-mile high banks? Hey, Samuel. Thanks again for having me on. Yeah, it's been, it's been a minute. I think the last time we talked was before Bristol, uh, which was at that time a huge race and still a huge race as a part of my career so far. And now that we're going to Daytona, it's uh, it's hard to believe. Uh, the test session went good, and we're definitely excited to get out there and give it, give it everything we got. We can't wait to see you out there on February 17th, FS1 MRN, I believe 1.30 Eastern is the green flag. So before we preview this race, talk about kind of your game plan, your mindset for it. When did you start thinking that, hey, you know, I want to run Daytona? When did the deal to run this ARCA race at Daytona start to come about? Right. Uh, great question, man. It's, uh, you know, it's something we were working on a lot last year uh, in 2023. 2023 is a lot for our team was about finishing that season as strong as we could. Uh, we originally had planned to run the entire West Coast series. Things didn't pan out like we talked about in the last interview. Uh, got the opportunity to go run with Andy Hillenberg at Fast Track Racing. And at that point in time, it was do as many races as we can, get exposure to as many different tracks as possible. Uh, Bristol for us is a big deal, uh, not only because of how legendary it is, but also getting an opportunity to see the high banks at Bristol, something I hadn't seen up to that point in time. So Daytona uh, was something you know, the sponsors and I, uh, particularly the VFW and Bellator Recruiting Academy, we're talking about uh, late last year, probably around the Bristol time, uh, and everything kind of came together over the offseason. I uh, went down to the test. Test went pretty good for us, and, and we're ready to rock. <laughs> it's going to be great to see you out there. Bristol to Daytona is a big jump, not necessarily <laughs> in banking, but Daytona is five times the size as Bristol. Bristol being a half mile, Daytona being two and a half miles, and I'm going to get to see Daytona in person for the first time, and Everybody, fans, drivers, team owners, everybody kind of says they have that moment where they walk through the gates and they're just like, wow, okay, this place is massive. And that's going to be what it's like for me. I can't imagine you. I'm, I'm glad I'm not in your position. I'm glad I don't have to drive the car because not only would I be in the wall, but it, I, I'd be too nervous to even fire my engine in the first place. But you are a brave soul. You're going to race at Daytona with those 30 other brave souls that have decided to race at Daytona. It's it's really hard to determine stuff like this when you're almost a month out. We don't know the track conditions. We don't know if the track's going to be slick. We don't know how big of a role handling is going to play. What are some key factors that you're in? You know, don't give away too much. You know, we want you to win here. We're rooting for you. So don't give away your whole game plan. But right. what are some things you and the team are looking at right now as, as key factors, some things that are really going to play into how you approach this race? Because it's a long race for the Arca series, you know, not all these drivers, crew chiefs, engineers are accustomed to that. Um, what are some things that you guys are looking at that on race day, you'll say, okay, this is what we want to do in, well, Arca doesn't have stages, but this is what we want to do in the first half of the race. This is what we want to do in the second half of the race. What are you thinking right now is some of the keys to getting in victory lane in South Florida? Yeah, great question. It's, uh, well, if you haven't seen, I think the amount of competitors and cars about to show up to the ARCA race in Daytona uh, is going to be in the mid-40s, upwards of 50 cars showing up. So 
it's definitely exciting for ARCA to have that many cars show the Daytona. They're going to be in a position to where not everyone who shows up will be able to race. Uh, as a driver, it's like, oh boy, uh, pants get put on real quick, <laughs> to say the least. So I believe we got practice on Wednesday, qualifying, group qualifying. Uh, sorry, we had practice Thursday, group qualifying Friday, race on Saturday. Um, so for me, it's going to be uh, taking it step by step. Uh, problem one, show up on Valentine's Day with my beautiful bride down in South Florida, right? <laughs> uh, and then the next thing is, okay, let's get out there, see where the car is compared to these other ones. Uh, the practice session in Daytona was an absolute blast, but there's 70 plus drivers. You had a lot of folks cycling through cars. Uh, Venturini looked like they put on a good show. Uh, you can tell they were doing some good work together with their four cars they had there and their drivers that they're getting them ready for the season. Uh, other guys like me were just out there getting experience, uh, making sure that we're paired, the car's where it needs to be, everything's good to go. Uh, with that being said, I think our our overall objective here is to do the best we can, right? The nice thing about Daytona, or bad thing about Daytona and Talladega, uh, is is guys like me have that that chance uh, to get up there and make a difference and, and show people that we're here to stay and be a part of this sport for a long time. Uh, with that being said, uh, for me, it's it's all in here. It's all about driving smart and uh, not putting myself in the car in a position that it shouldn't be in. Uh, and if it's time to drive to the front, then we're going to try to drive to the front. If it's time to settle in and get a few laps down and let let things kind of settle out and see where we're at, then that's what we're going to do. Uh, so I think we're just going to be smart about what we're going to what we're trying to do on each lap, how we're going to attack the track. Uh, and gosh, I think it's Mike Tyson who said it, you know, your greatest plan is only as good as until you get bopped in the nose the first time. Right. Uh, somebody important said that. I don't remember who said that, but, but, you know, we could come in with a plan. I could tell you what our plan is right now. And as soon as we do lap one, I have a strong feeling it's going to change and we're going to go to contingency plan A, B, C, D, and E. And hopefully all those contingencies wind up with us finishing the race, uh, toward the front of the pack. Well, Daytona is the great wild card. You know, I said it this week on something i can't remember what but i said if indiana if indianapolis is the greatest spectacle in racing daytona is the biggest wild card and it hasn't always been that way restrictor plate racing really made it that way but you're absolutely right your plans could get wrecked on lap one whether that's an actual wreck and your the literal nose of the car is getting bopped or whether it's you know an engine failure you know somebody in front of you you know pitting from the fourth lane um a la Quinn Huff, um, you know, th there's a lot of things that can go wrong, but I, you know, I, I, your plan sounds pretty solid, right? I mean, just be smart and make your moves. And and this year, what I'm trying to do for all these races that we're covering is uh, make a checklist of, you know, keys to the race, just so I don't, I don't sound like an absolute idiot when all my predictions fail. Cause I think I only picked five or six races right last year. So I had one of your keys written down and that is don't make your moves too early. Because if you do that, you know, whether that's trying to go to the front, you know, with 50 laps to go and, and then you end up in a hairy situation there or you try to make your move heading into turn three rather than come out of turn four, you could go from victory lane to 12th, you know, in an instant. So Daytona's tough like that. Um, and, and there's a lot of drivers that have, you know, executed that plan to perfection. There's also some that have, you know, lost the Daytona 500 or other races at super speedways in the last, you know, 100 feet, uh, as a native Arkansan, it pains me to say Mark Martin did that, you know, as a, as a Dale junior fan, I've seen that happen a few times as well. So super speedway racing can get you in that manner. Um, you said your expectation, your, your hope is that you bring the car home 
in one piece. So say you're doing that. Say it's lap. I can't remember. I think it's 80 laps that you guys run down there. Maybe it's 100. I'm not sure. Uh, but say it's the last lap. You got your car. Uh, I don't know. Second or third row. You got a good pusher. What are you doing? Entering turn three, coming out of turn four. Are you going for a Hail Mary? Are you racing for points? Are you racing for the check? What's going to be going through your mind then? I'm sure a jumble of things, but what's going to be going through the mind of Ryan Roulette if you're third or fourth in line coming out of turn four in the last lap with the chance to win at the World Center of Racing? Do you want me to spill all the beans right up front? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, again, don't spill all the beans because we're yeah. rooting for you here at BTYL. We want you to win. Don't give away too much. You can completely <laughs> bluff here and lie as much as you want. And, hey, I won't hold it against it because you're the competitor here. But hypothetically, you know, ho <laughs> hopefully you're ahead by 40 seconds. You know, hopefully oh, you pull a yeah. 1980 Buddy Baker and you just stink up the show. But, you know, hypothetically, what what's going through your mind? What would your move be in that situation? So I'm going to steal from Danny Hamlin. He put something out this week talking about he had almost won a Daytona 500. I don't know if it was last year or the year before. And his biggest regret on that race is he knew the playbook. He knew exactly what he needed to do. And then he did the complete opposite. Uh, then you have Greg Van Aus last year who knew his playbook. He ran up front all day. And when it was time to make that move, he made that move and won the race. Um all that to say, we have a playbook put together, uh, varying situations. Um, some of them are more aggressive than others. Some of them are uh, thinking smart for full year type stuff. Uh, not alluding to that I'm running every race. I'm not saying that at all, uh, but as many races as possible. Uh, so we, we have a lot of things that we're calculating on how we want to approach that. And I know I purposely did not answer your question, but I gave you some examples. <laughs> no worries there. No worries. Hey, I, I understand. Again, you know, we're cheering for you here. You know, we're entering this year with, with the Ryan Roulette shirt, hat on everything. So, you yeah. know, I completely understand. And, you know, I, I get that full year perspective too, especially, you know, budget-wise, you know, for, for a team like yours that doesn't necessarily have all the money in the world, Kyle Busch every year wears a shirt, or I guess he won't this year because he's not a team owner anymore, but he wore a shirt that says most expensive night every year. Right. And I think every car owner in the sport should have that when Daytona and Talladega roll around. Because you know as a fan it's going to happen. There's only a handful of races I can count to in the last few years that have not, uh, on super speedways that is, that have not ended in a crash. Uh, whether it's coming to the line on the back stretch, you know as many green white checkers as we have you know there's so many examples um but also you know greg van alst he ran at the front all day there are other drivers and i know it was popular when uh when talladega well i guess it still is but when talladega was a chase race um drivers would always fall back at the start you know an inch uh, inch their way closer as the race went on i feel like as wild as it is with daytona being the first race you know nobody does that anymore it's go 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 unless they get in the choo-choo train up against the outside wall um but but say again, say your car is clean, you know, at the, after the first 10 laps. And again, I'm not trying to get you to school anything, but, you know, are you thinking I want to go to the front to avoid the chaos? Or are you thinking because you don't want to drop too far back in case we get a long green flag run and then you've lost the draft? Because once you lose the draft, there's no going back unless you get that yellow. I, I don't feel like a long green flag run is going to happen. But, you know, do you want to go to the front early? and stay there or you want to hang back and say okay we're likely going to get chaos you know hopefully some pit stops go well for us um do you want to go to the front as early as you can or do you want to hang back let you know the chaos settle itself and then go up there and really try to race no great question uh and you're asking all the right questions right <clears throat> so i will go back to contingency planning 
uh, for us, it's going to be all based off of qualifying. So for example, uh, with ARCA, we do group qualifying. Maybe your group is awesome and you're the top six cars, or maybe you're not, you're the last six cars, right? Uh, I think last year we saw Jack Wood was pretty deep in the field. And by lap 16, he had passed 15 to 20 different people, right? Because he had a great piece of equipment, great, great driver. Uh, so for me, step one is to have the playbook available, see where we qualify at uh, overall. And if we're qualifying toward the back versus the front, I think that's going to be a big factor. Uh, if we're qualifying up front, let's just stay up front and hopefully keep the problems behind us. If we're qualifying in the back, then we just need to be smart about where we put the car uh, and what chances and aggressive moves or non-aggressive moves we want to take as we move through the field. Yeah, it, it would be so difficult for me as a driver or a crew chief to say, Okay, you know, because as a racer, you guys have what I always call the good crazy gene, right? You have that gene of mash the pedal to the floor, you know, go after it. You know, normal people like myself don't have that. But as a racer, I imagine it'd be hard to say, okay, let's lay back. But even, you know, even when you have that likely positive outcome of not being involved in a wreck, you, you have to say, okay, let's step back. Let's not be the caution. You know, let's let that the dust settle. Um I would have a really hard time doing that. But at the same time, you can't win the race if you don't have a car to finish with. And and that's, you know, it's, it's just the tough questions. That's why I'm also, I'm glad I'm not in the driver's seat. Definitely glad I'm not on the war wagon and having to make those deci uh, decisions. Um, my last question here, um, we, we really want to see you in victory lane. We hope that happens, even if it doesn't. Hey, it sounds like you're going to give your all. Sounds like your team is really excited for for this race and this season. Um, who are some of the guys that you really think could be up front? I think Greg Van Alst is trying to defend his title as, as Arca Daytona King. Who are some guys that you look at as as your most formidable competitors uh, come race day? Yeah, another great question. I think uh, if we are blessed to qualify up front, I think the goal is going to be we're going to split up the Venturini cars. Uh, watching them in practice, watching them year to year. Once they get together, they're 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 a tough act uh, to be around or follow or hang with. Uh, they bring in a very talented group of drivers. They got four coming this year that are awesome. All of them have experience uh, there overall. Uh, Greg will obviously be probably up front. He's usually up there uh, as well. Uh, there's there's some unique names kind of in the field. Um, I know you did an interview recently with Caleb Costner. So it'd be interesting to see where, where he's going. Um, uh, hopefully the Coke machine gave him some tricks and some tips uh, from what I heard. Uh, but I think his, his mindset's probably a little different than mine. I know he's, he's going to be up front and he's got a real fast piece. We saw that in practice out there. Um, so he might be someone that maybe catches some folks off guard. And I also hope to be the same. Uh, I like to be the, the silent guy that nobody's really paying attention to until it's time to pay attention. Uh, it's kind of my mentality. So maybe I just leaked a little more than I needed to. But uh, with that being said, there's there's going to be a great field out there. I'm very excited about uh, SVG coming out. Uh, I don't know if I was him what I would do. Right. He's got a, He's got a very important race uh, after ours that he's got to be a part of. So uh, be, be curious to see what he does uh, overall. Uh, he obviously has a lot of talent and potential. Uh, and he'll be in a great piece of equipment, um, but he also has a, another race that's probably a little more important than ours. So, uh, but those are a couple of them. Uh, like I said, there's there's a lot of talent moving down uh, from different series, from not even just truck and Xfinity, from you know multiple series across the globe at this point in time, uh, coming to race in Arca. So I think I think this is going to be a great show for everyone. Uh, you're going to see a lot of different talent out there from different series uh, overall, and there's going to be a bunch of us that hadn't really seen this before. 
Um, like there always is an ARCA. That's part of this, the series. It's a development league. Um, so it'd be interested to see which one of us kind of show up and stand out that maybe people weren't expecting. Yeah, I, I like that you mentioned that SVG is running this race because, to be honest, I completely, completely forgot that he was in this ARCA race. That's a completely new challenge for him. You mentioned Denny Hamlin earlier. He said in, a, in an interview earlier, maybe December, that he was watching Denny trying to learn super speedway racing. I can't imagine what it's going to be like for him in a super speedway race for the first time. That'll be interesting to see. But uh, I don't, you know, Penske is renowned as a great uh, super speedway racing team. There's probably some secrets on the back of that Coke machine that hopefully Caleb got. Um, I was talking uh, the other day with Christian Rose and, and he said he's really excited for Daytona. He says it's probably the most nervous he's ever been for a race before, but, but he's excited for it. And like you said, the Venturini cars are always, always fast. And I think they just, I can't remember if it was, Maybe she didn't sign with them. Tony Breidender, uh, though, is going to run this full season. I don't remember what team she signed with. Um, now, it might have been Venturini. It might not have been, I don't know, some really good team. This is yeah. the deepest ARCA field for any race in a while. And I love that there's 40, 50 cars. Brings it back to the late 2000s, mid-2000s of the Daytona 500 when there'd be you know, 60 cars showing up to qualify uh, for that race. Thankfully, it's not 80 like it was for the first Southern 500. That would be a little too chaotic. Um, but it's a really good field expecting a great race. Thank you so much for joining the show. Thank you for at least leaking what game plan you can without giving too much away. Hopefully you didn't give too much away. If you want me to edit this out, that's the magic of editing and redacting stuff. Uh, but thank you for joining the show again. And hopefully we can get you back on sometime either after Daytona or before another race you're running to, to get your thoughts. Hopefully you're in victory lane. But again, even if you're not, I think you're going to be pretty fast at Daytona and uh and for the rest of the season so thank you for joining the show and certainly best of luck at daytona and uh the rest of the races that you're running this year yeah absolutely thanks again samuel for having me on and a huge thanks to the vfw and bellator recruiting academy for following me uh into 2024 i think uh what i will say is we we have a, a schedule that's larger than what we've ran before uh, i can't give the details on that but i think you're going to see a lot more of me this year compared to previous years uh which we're super excited about um i know the car we're running for daytona uh, runs great in a pack. Um, it tested real well. We're real, real excited about it. And, and uh, we'll just use our nugget out there and make sure we uh, put the car where it needs to be when it's time for it to be there. Well, hopefully, you know, the right time and where it'll be is Daytona USA and, and victory lane and in the history books and the good history books uh, for sure. And it, it's great that you're running more races. It's always great to see more cars out there. It makes the field more competitive, especially when you have a wheel man like yourself behind the wheel so can't wait to see uh, you and the rest of the field out there uh, in a few weeks february 17th i believe at daytona fs1 mrn i think at 1 30 eastern i'll probably be 30,000 feet in the air on my way down there but uh hopefully i can see a little bit of it or i might just pay 25 bucks for the in-flight internet and, and watch it that way I'll, <laughs> I'll figure something out i'll figure something out or i might just end up watching top gun maverick again there you uh, go there's, there's no shame in that though you know <laughs> Uh, American well, Airlines probably just looking at my account like, oh, he's watched that movie now about 14 times on flights. What is <laughs> branch out? But hey, it uh, yeah, it does it work. Well, does well work. you won't make uh, you won't be there in time for the Daytona Arca race. We'll have to make sure I know. another one. Yeah, I, I really need to go to an Arca race. Like from what I've heard, like even though they don't draw the crowds, it's just a really fun experience. I've seen videos yeah. of 
some of the wilder, you know, the, maybe the crowd I wouldn't hang out with, but I've seen some really wild fans at ARCA races. I'm like, hey, okay, that looks pretty cool. I need to get to one of these. Uh, and you also get to see the future stars of the sport uh, that we'll be talked about in a decade or two out there as well. So sorry for this long-winded outro, but thank you for joining the show. Can't <laughs> wait to see you um, out there at Daytona. My co-host knows I'm terrible at closing these things out. Um, but anyway, thank you all for watching, listening. Thank you, Ryan, for coming on. Good luck for Daytona. It's going to be a really fun show. Thanks, Samuel. See you.